Uh, morning, great to be with you today. And as I say, at my age, it's always great to be anywhere. But it's really good to be with you. Uh, have you uh, have you ever wondered why, when you read the words of Jesus, he never seemed to answer a question? And people came to him with questions, but his answers were never the same as the question until you go deeper into it. What do I mean by that? In Matthew 18, verse 3, in the complete Jewish Bible, Jesus answers a question which doesn't seem to relate to the question. He says this, yes, I tell you that unless you change and become like little children, you won't enter the kingdom of God. Wow. Well, was the question about children? Was it about families? Was it about uh, maturity, immaturity? Why would he answer a, a question about families. And Jesus explained actually to a religious leader that his concept of the eternal kingdom and its structure was totally wrong. What was the question? This was the question. Lord, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? That was the question. Why was it wrong? Because the leader is looking for achievement, recognition, elevation. He wants to know who he can compare himself with. It's competitiveness. It's rank. It's file. It's am I better than him? And I've seen her and she speaks in tongues and she's not as holy as I am. And, and I hope when I get to be with God, I'm going to be higher up the level than they are. And don't tell me they're a Christian. And that was the type of question that the leader was asking. What must I do to be special? What must I do to achieve highness in the kingdom? And that wasn't just him. A mother of two disciples came to him one day and said, Jesus, when you enter your kingdom, I want my boys to sit on the left and the right hand of you. And Jesus said, it's not for me to say that. You can't just appoint people because I'm a friend of a friend of a friend and, and not in a wink and there's a fiber in your pocket. That's not the kingdom of God. So what did Jesus actually say? He brought a child and he said, unless you change. Now notice that word, change. Unless you change in your attitude and your thinking and your, and, your, and your faith and your belief, unless you change and become like this child, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Now, the two facets of childhood, and the challenge I want to give us today, for a Christian or not, is are we childlike or childish? Because both are contained in the child. Jesus never said unless you become childish. Because that lays in every part of our immaturity. He said, you must become childlike. Now let me deal with childish. Childish gets offended easily. And I know a lot of people who call themselves Christians, who you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, you'll find this out novel, you'll make a mistake, they'll get offended, and then the Lord will call them somewhere else because they get offended easily. And childishness is, I'm not playing with him anymore, but he's your friend. I'm not playing with him anymore because he didn't like my doll. Oh, my God, what's going on here? But that's okay for the six-year-old, but not a 26-year-old. And the problem is that too many people who call themselves Christians are childish. You're not playing with my toy. I don't like you anymore. I've got a new friend. I'm frightened. I'm this. I'm that. And, and, and I don't like this, and I don't eat this food. And, and it's all this, and it's all, and we say that immature you can't expect anymore because of that childish behavior. Now, Jesus never said that. 
He brought a child a number of times into him. He said, suffer them to come unto me, for as such is the kingdom of God. He said, you were to be childlike and not childish. So Jesus brings a child into the conversation, and the child symbolizes the character and the attitude needed to have hope of eternal life. Notice children have this good quality. Children have dependency, innocence, the ability to trust, the ability to learn, a willingness to believe, a desire to love and be loved. And they look for an identity. Now notice, because they're children, they do not have independence. Have you ever seen a child lost and somebody brings them into a room and says, who does this child belong to? Because the child at its age does not have the age of independence. <laughs> it is under the supervision of a parent. And a Christian is somebody who has given away their own dependency to become a child of God. And so when, wouldn't it be wonderful that I could take you or me into a, into a room and say, who do you think this person belongs to? Wouldn't it be wonderful if they could say, because of our character and the way we work and the way we talk and the way that we are mature, but we are childlike. Wouldn't it be wonderful if they said, I am a child of God? We sing the song, I am a child of God. Yes, but if you're a child of God, you've got children's qualities. I've got to have children's qualities. They believe, they desire. And now we're, we're not part of his kingdom unless we take personal responsibility to comply with the conditions. Jesus said to this religious leader, you've got to change. And I'm saying to us today, Rock, myself included at the age of 76, I've still got to change. Because there's still something in me that's not childlike. There's still attitudes in me that are childish. He doesn't speak to me. I don't speak to him. They've not asked me to be a trustee. Why should I do this? I'm not leading worship, so I don't think I'll come. Stop being childish, church. We've got to grow up and become childlike. Now, it's interesting that not only must we be childlike, we must change. And Jesus said, you've got to change. NIV speaks of changing, moving from one position to another, transferring from one direction to another, metamorphosis, not from the same likeness to another. See, a little rabbit becomes a big rabbit. A little dog becomes a big dog. A little horse becomes a big horse. A little cow becomes a big cow. But a little caterpillar doesn't become a big caterpillar. And a little tadpole doesn't become a big tadpole. It changes in formation. It comes from a little caterpillar to a beautiful butterfly. It comes from a little tadpole to a frog. And now we do not become just better people by being a Christian. We don't suddenly become, well, I wasn't as petty as I was, but I'm better now. I was childish, but I'm childlike. No, we become a brand new creation. I'm a new creation. No more in condemnation. Here by God's grace. I, do you know, I really love my preaching today. I, I think I'm going to get born again. I think I'm really going to grow up. Because when a preacher preaches, if he doesn't preach to himself, he's being deceptive. You must always preach to yourself. And you know, this metamorphosis is when you change information. So you end up nothing like, you know, a caterpillar crawls on the earth. It's got so many legs that keeps it on the earth. So many legs that keeps it bound to the earth. But then when it becomes in that chrysalis, that crisis, and you know, our Christmas is always a crisis. Look back on your life. How many crises have you had? And you'll find when you look back, many of them are a chrysalis, self-imposed. 
and you blame yourself sometimes. If it wasn't for me, that wouldn't have gone wrong. If it wasn't for me, I can't blame anybody. You know, the hardest person to forgive is yourself. You know, sometimes it's easier to forgive somebody else. But how do you forgive yourself when you turn and say, if I hadn't have done that, it's my silly fault. <laughs> and you know, the great thing about being a child of God is that you learn to forget. Do you know the lovely quality of childlikeness is that you fall out with somebody today and tomorrow they're your best friends. Childlikeness forgives pretty quick. Mm. And so he says you've got to change, moving from one place to another, from the same likeness, no. But you see, what we change is this. When we become childlike, we change in that metamorphosis. We change, and what happens is we run and we don't grow weary. We walk and we don't faint. And it is if we're lifted in the wings of an eagle by the formation of the Holy Spirit. You know, caterpillars can't fly. Disabled people can't run. But when we come to Christ in childlike fashion and we see the kingdom of God, things totally change in our life. We can run life's race. We don't go weary. We can walk and we don't faint and fall out of faith. Backslide every week, in and out, in and out, coming, not going, upset, not upset. You know, I run a church for 47 years, and I knew certain people would get upset every time I spoke to them, or others would get upset if I didn't speak to them. And I'd have a little mental note, don't speak to him today, he gets offended. Speak to them or they'll get offended. And so I'd have all this because it was immaturity. I'm not blaming them because I've been through it. It was childishness, not childlikeness. And my challenge today is if you're a Christian or not a Christian, we must become childlike or we cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, the New Living Translation speaks of us turning from our sins, not just changing, but turning from our sins, not just a list of wrong actions. Sin is not all the nasty things I do. It's living a life independent from God. In the words of Frank Sinatra, I did it my way when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So if Christ is the way to eternal life, we need to understand how to receive that eternal life. So a man came to Jesus, similar man came to Jesus, knowing that he must have eternal life after death. And he asked this question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So the one man comes and says, what must I be? How can I be great to be in the kingdom? This man says, what must I do to inherit? Now listen to the words. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Without knowing it, he was answering his own question. Often the questions we ask, the answers are there. To inherit means to receive as an heir at the death of the previous holder. So what he was saying is, what do I get from you when you die? I want to be on your list. I want to inherit. So there's two words you look at there, inherit and an heir. Now an heir is a person legally entitled, and I've got to watch as a lawyer in the congregation today, a person legally entitled to the item at a person's death. So I want what you've got when you die, and I want to be eligible to get that. Wow. What a great mature question to ask. I want what you've got, and I want to be legally able to have it when you die. That's what a Christian is. See, because when you become a child of God, you become part of his family, you become an heir of God, you become a joint heir, you become a real priesthood, you become a holy nation, you become sons and daughters of the living God, 
And so at his death, we inherited all that he had. Now, if we could only listen to each other, we'd be dancing up and down now, praising God. We are inherited people. Jesus said, I die so you inherit eternal life. I die so you receive the kingdom of God. I die, your name can be written in the book of life. I die that you can have a crown of righteousness. I die, you can have a robe of righteousness. If that doesn't excite you, put your head under the tap for 10 minutes. But make sure it's cold water. Thank you. Somebody's clapping. I can hear it by faith. Well done, Effie. Effie, I miss you going, whoa, praise God, hallelujah. We'll have to put you on before the end. So come on. Are you still with me? Now, in mean, Jesus dying on the cross, his sinless life brought atonement. Well, what does atonement mean? It means it makes amends or reparation of, of human sacrifice. For us, when we fall short of life, a child falls short. You see, you can't put big expectations on a child. You can't make a child do things that only adults can do. And God doesn't expect us to do more than he expects us to do. He's our father. We're his child. And so there comes a time, doesn't matter how clever we are, how intelligent we are, how smart we are, how fit we are, we come to God and we say, I don't know what to do. So the Holy Spirit says just, have you ever noticed when you've had more than one child? The eldest child interprets for the little one. Mm. The little child goes, oh, 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 And you say, what did you say? And the oldest child said, he just booed himself. <laughs> so how did he get that? They understand each other, don't they? Have you noticed it? No, he goes, he wants his toy. Kid grief, how did you know that? Because kids have this affinity. Well, we've got the Holy Spirit who does that for us as children. When we don't know what to say, he speaks words that we cannot utter. And he speaks on our behalf. And people say, what does that mean? God knows. As I speak in my spirit as a child, in my baby talk, the Holy Spirit is saying, as the elder, elder child is saying, Dave says he's sorry. He's pooed himself. And he's changing. Well, come on, let's be real today. Repentance. You know what it means? To change means repentance, to thoughtfully turn from our direction to another. Rather than walking away from God, we walk towards God. Basically, Walk a new journey to start again. We receive new identity. Behold, I make all things new, Revelation 2.15. The past, as good or as bad as it may be, is replaced by a created future. We needn't dwell in those issues. Isaiah 43.18 tells us to not remember those things in the past. Hang on, my notes are going all over the place now because I've got no pulpit. Those old people need pulpits. Remember not the first or things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. It's the I am that's doing it. You know, the great thing is children have a lot of things done for them. Don't they? I mean, a child like a dog, if you don't take care of a child or a dog, they suffer and die. And, you know, we must become dependent on God, not lazy, not immature, but dependent on God. He lifts me up. He carries me. We know the story, and I met the lady who wrote the, the, the story of the of the, feet, of the of the foots in the sand. She walked into Renewal some years ago as an old lady. She's from Canada, and it's supposed to be anonymous, but she wrote it. The one that says, when I needed you most, you left me. And he said, no, that's when I was carrying you. She wrote that. And she walked into Renewal, an old lady from Canada, and I met her and had a cup of tea with her. 
And she said, I put it as anonymous because I wanted to talk about God, not myself. But isn't that true? Well, I used to go, we used to go to Western Supermare for our holidays for the first 14 years of my life. I thought everybody from Birmingham went to Western Supermare. And we didn't have any money. And we used to walk through Q-Stoke Woods. And I always remember I, I used to get so tired. And my, I, my dad was my idol. He was only a little man. But he was strong. He had muscles where most men haven't got them and most women dream about. And he was, he was great. And I always remember I used to shout, Dad, give me a piggyback. Dad, I'm tired. Give me a piggyback. And I'd start crying. I can remember he'd go, come on, son. And he'd pick me up which is good at 18, he'd pick me up and he'd put me on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, those are the best. And he'd put me on the shoulders and I'd, I'd feel great because I was high up. I could see what was going on and the effort was him, not me. And you know, the trouble is when we're immature, we, 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 we run around like chickens with our heads cut off. And when we're childish, we act stupid and we stamp and we sit on the floor and we sulk and we run away. But, you know, when we submit to the Father and we come upon his shoulders, you raise me up mm. so I can stand on mountains. You can pick me up. Oh, it's just so wonderful to know when we're childlike, but in the everlasting arms of God. And when we come to the point of death, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Because, you know, children are frightened of the dark. And so that's why in death there's no darkness. God switches the light on and he goes, you're going to die now, don't worry, don't get frightened. Click. Because even though I walk from the valley of the shadow of death, I feel no evil for thou art with me. Because just like a child is frightened of the dark and the night, there is no darkness in Christ. I am the light of the world. Oh, my God. I'm so enjoying this. If I knew you were recording, you're like, oh, you are. I'll listen to it again and I'll get saved. You know, Matthew... 18.4, Jesus answers the original question. If you humble yourself, oh, 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 hang on. If you humble yourself, that means no personal agenda. If you humble yourself like a little child, that's the greatest. The eternal rulership is based on self-abasement, not self-promotion. <coughs> not, if I join the rock, what position are you going to give me? When I started when you all, somebody joined me and said, I'm a very experienced Christian. And if I decide to come to this church, what will you want me to do? Because I've had three offers from other churches. I said, decide which one of the three you're going to take. So what do you mean? I said, I don't need leaders, I need followers. And if you're a great man of God, come and sit in the congregation and help these new Christians. He chose another church because he's looking for position like the first man in our story. Who's greatest in the kingdom of God? And I'm not being rude, I'm being truthful in a new church or come people coming to your church, testing you to see if they can come into leadership and they've proven nothing and have done nothing. The answer is no, you come as a servant. You know, the greatest thing I found that when we used to have foundations of faith, before you could join the church, you had to go to a 16-week course. My 16-year-old son sat in the same class as my eldest brother who came down from Newcastle. My eldest brother, who was an elder of the church, over 17 hospitals, had to sit through the same course as my 16-year-old son. That's humility. My brother Tony didn't come in and say, I'm coming down, I'm a leader, I'm your brother, I'm your elder brother, I'm coming as a leader. When I went to South Africa the first time with my brother, I woke up one morning and he was missing and he was washing my underwear and my socks and hanging them on the line. That's why I love my brother. Been with each other now only for about 30 years because he lived away. But I'll tell you this, I love him. We've never had a crossword, and he's always served me because he's got humility. 
And the trouble is with some of those Christians who need to go to a humility clinic. Not a humility, but a humility. Not the temperature, but our temperature. We need to know exactly what's going on with us. Are you still with me? If you're still with me, wave. If you're falling asleep, don't bother. Oh, great. I can see it. Oh, people are saved all over the place. Oh, I see that name. God bless you. <laughs> How about Mark 10, 15? Jesus said, truly, I tell you, anyone who does not receive the kingdom like a child will never enter. So unless we are childlike and not childish, we're not even going to see the kingdom of God. We're not going to even enter the kingdom of God. How about 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 10? It lists some of the reasons we can't go into the kingdom of God. <laughs> if we continue in our old life, in our old moral, immoral ways, in our old attitude, he said, you can't come in the kingdom of God. I'm sorry, children don't act like this. They don't lie, cheat, commit adultery. They don't, they don't <coughs> live in sexual sin. No, no, children don't do that. And if you're going to continue to do that, you're not a child of God. You know, we, we are by nature spiritual. Religion is a prolific now as it was in ancient times. Altars, temples, sacred places have impregnated this planet. And even those with little or no faith like to think that at death their loved ones are reunited. People have a philosophy of death even if they're not Christians. They believe they've gone to a better place, yet they're not prepared to investigate the reality and the availability of true rest. Yet Christ offered this kingdom to both far away and near people. He's offered you the kingdom for now and for then, not just futuristic, but now. It's a valued lifestyle, now and forever. So let's finish off by looking very simply, how do we come as a child? I've just taken seven very brief qualities of a child that we need to look at and check in our own lives to see how we are with them before we, uh, we have communion. First of all, a child has dependency. And the question has got to be, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. The question I'm asking you and myself is, who are you dependent on? Simple question. <laughs> Don't just say God. Don't just say the Lord Jesus Christ. No, I'm asking you factually. Who are you dependent on? Because it's not always Christ. Sometimes Christ is the last resort, not the first resort. But children are dependent on their parents, and if they've got good parents, the first person they go to are the parents. Serious question. Secondly, a child has innocence. The quality or state of being free from sin or guilt, that's what innocence means. The evidence proved is innocence. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. Children are classed as innocent from certain crimes and actions, because they are not in a responsible position. Listen, we've been cleansed of all our sin. Are you living in innocence? Or are you always looking for an agenda? <coughs> or are you living in a state of innocence? Thirdly, trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. It means to be secure. For having the dependency in Christ, we trust. So where's your trust? That's tested many times in our life, and we all have to go through that test. Do you trust when you're a kid? Do you know you trust? Do you trust what your parents say? If they tell you the moon is cheese, you believe them. Not because they're stupid, but because why would the parents lie to you? Why would God lie to you? And if God's made you a promise, and it is God, he's faithful to the end. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Fourthly, 
a child has the ability to learn. Have you noticed children learn things quicker than us old people? I play bowls. And they say it's an old man's game. No, it's not. Some of the champions are youngsters. We've got a girl in our club who's got autism. She's 15. She's a county player. I mean, she's learned more in four years than I've learned in 30. She's adaptable. My son, Ashley, has just started playing bowls. He's only played since his first season. He beat one of our champions this last week. He's a natural. He's got natural rhythm, got natural for, 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 for pace. The first bit of exercise he's been having for ages and he's, he's, taking, he's taking to it. You see, we should be quick learners. Jesus said, learn of me. Come, take my yoke upon you. My, my burden is light. Learn from me. And I'm shocked how many Christians are immature in their learning of Christ. We want to be fed. We want to be fed. <laughs> when I first started renewal, we, we got 20 people in the church and a very mature man came. And he turned around to Jeff Greenaway, who is now with God, and he said, the only trouble with this church is I want to be fed, I want to be fed. So Jeff Greenaway wouldn't take any gossip, brought him straight to me and said, um, this man says he wants to be fed. Oh, well, I didn't exactly say, uh, yes, you did. I said, can I ask you a question? How long have you been a Christian? He said, 35 years. I said, if you had a son 35 and he had to be spoon-fed, would he be disabled or would he be normal? He said he'd be disabled. I said, I'm speaking to a disabled Christian here, sir, because after 35 years, you should be able to feed yourself. Yeah. You should be able to read the word, pray, and be filled with the Spirit, and you should come to church to share with the greater company of people and receive divine revelation. You shouldn't come to church to be fed. Mm. You should feed yourself. And any Christian who's been a Christian uh, more than a few months, if they don't, see, you teach a kid a baby to feed, they might spit it all over you and the floor. They may drop it all over, over, the, over the table but you persevere until they can feed themselves. You give them a spoon and then they graduate onto a fork and then a knife. You bring them through it. We've got to do that in the kingdom of God. Don't go running around feeding people who've been Christians 20, 30 years. Oh, Berlin. If they can't feed themselves, there's something radically wrong and they need to see a spiritual doctor. I'm not being rude now. I'm not being fierce. I'm being truthful with you because you know me, many of you have all. I always try to tell the truth. Stop expecting them to feed you every week. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me, Seymour. No, no. Feed yourself. And then the Bible says, give your food to other people. Yeah. Share your food. They went from house to house sharing their food. Are you still with me? Almost finished. How about number five? They believe. They believe in Father Christmas. They believe in Santa Claus. They believe that you're the best dad in the world, they believe you're the best mom, they believe you're the best cook, even though you buy your stuff from Asda. Stick it in the microwave. Children see no reason for you to lie. Why would you lie to your children? Because they trust you, they believe. John 3, 16, when Jesus said he will, he will, he will save us, he will do that. Almost finished, two more things. Whoever believes in him has everlasting life. Believe. Children love. And they want to be loved. A child loves without condition, just like a dog. A child doesn't say, I can't love you, you got a prison sentence. A child doesn't say, I can't love you because you divorced my mom. <clears throat> a child wants to love. And the trouble is we adults tell them who they can and can't love. And that's good if it's safety. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't love your uncle. We've fallen out with the family. Don't speak to people. I mean, do you know why people leave church? You fall out with church and the kids have to fall out with their friends because you don't let them meet anymore. Bad, bad, bad. 
you're teaching your kids unforgiveness, you're teaching them to have vendettas. No, children love unconditionally. They want to be loved. I was a school governor, retired two weeks ago after 21 years, and I was in charge of discipline, and I was dealing with a lot of kids who didn't know what love was. Well, the only person who loved them was their granddad and their nan, and they both died at the age of 12, they're in bits. All you need is love, la, 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 la. Can't buy me love, boo, hoo, 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 hoo. A child loves without condition. 1 John 4.10, love consists of this. Not that you love God, but that he loved you first. It's a responsive thing. Parents should love their kids and their kids will respond to that love. It's not rocket science. It's spiritual science. You love, they love. You teach them how to love. All you need is love. La, 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 la. The Beatles knew that, made a fortune out of it. And then lastly, not preachers lastly, but definitely lastly, because otherwise you'll be uh, that, that old. I'll have to come and visit you in an old people's home. Children need an identity. It's no good to calling your child number one, number two, and number three. Why did you call your kid their name? Oh, I don't know. It's fashionable. Oh, we know if you call him Rooney what you're on about, or if you call him something like that. But what does your child's name mean? They need an identity. As you know my story, most of you here know my story, I, I had a terrible self-image. And it was only later in life that somebody said, what a wonderful name you've got. I said, what do you mean? They said, David, you'll be loved. So even though I didn't love myself, my name was I'm loved. But then Edward, my middle name, means guardian, custodian, and guardian of prosperity. God was trusting me with a lot of wealth, people's lives. Car means dweller of the marshland or soggy underfoot. So I don't think car means, means a lot. It means dweller of the marshland. But David, I'm beloved. Edward means I'm the guardian of prosperity. Kids need an identity. They need to know who they are, where they're going. They live in a world of could-be's, dreams and visions. As Christians, we are fathered by God. We are sons and daughters of God. So we are friends with God, children of God, part of the royal priesthood of God, a holy nation. Today, we're going to be childlike or childish. That's the, that's the decision you're going to make. Are you going to be childlike or childish? Childlike brings you into the kingdom, keeps you into the kingdom, promotes you in the kingdom. Childish negates any of those things. And I'm speaking to you as a new church, as a fresh church, because even if you've been a Christian 30, 40, 50 years, you're sitting there saying, I wish my son could be listening to this. He's not a Christian. No, Bill, I'm speaking to you and Mary. I'm speaking to you. Because we can turn from being childlike to childish very quickly. We must give away childishness and become childlike. For such is the kingdom of God. Mr. 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 Preacher, no, I'm not going to tell you who the greatest in the kingdom is. I'm going to tell you there's no greater than John the Baptist, said Jesus, born of women. But I'm not going to tell you who's top of the table, Mrs. Disciple Mother. But I am going to say this. Be like a child and you'll see the kingdom of God. You'll be in the kingdom of God and you are the kingdom of God. Do I hear an amen? Give me a wave for an amen. Shall we pray? 
Father God, I want to thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. It's to be childlike, not childish. There's just seven aspects there of a child that, Lord, I want to be. I might be 76, but I still, Lord, compared to your eternal age, I'm just a baby. I'm still a creation, a new creation, and I just want to be like you. I want to hold at least those seven things. I want to become more like you. I want the Lord to grow and be truly a son or a daughter, in your case, of God. Because unless we are like that and we contain that and we remain like that, we won't even see the kingdom of God ever enter it. Who's greatest? Nobody's greatest. Because all are equal in the kingdom of God. You love us and you may reward more than others, but that's up to you as dad. You, you know exactly in your family what you're going to do with us. But we are to mature, we're to learn to feed ourselves, we're learn to eat, we're learn to love, to forgive, to trust and to believe, be discerning and know who not to trust and who not to believe, but know that your word is true. So to any watching here that's Lord have lost that, I pray that they, in this prayer will now come back to you in their own prayer. I can't pray for them. They need to pray in their own verse now, saying they may have spotted something that I've said about get offended easily or fall out with people or, or insecure in their own situation, in their own life. Lord, I pray that you will break that now in the name of Jesus and bring wholeness and healing through the blood of Christ. If there's anybody who doesn't know you, I pray that they'll call upon the name of the Lord. Just say simply this, I want to become a child of God. Forgive me. Bring me into your family. And in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit now. In the name of Jesus, I commend you to Christ. Amen.